Hello and welcome to the Regroup Podcast with your host, me, Adam Walker. Today's guest is Ryan Schroeder. Ryan is a healer, an advocate of masculine evolution, and just all around really cool guy. It was really great to have the chance to sit down with him and talk about various different topics, uh, mostly around Ryan's work. Ryan has a background in Reiki and has been exploring using his techniques in Reiki uh, through a digital online process, uh, which uh, has seen his work uh, grow into online group sessions as well. Uh, We discuss various different uh, social themes that emerge from the discussions on healing and I think there's some really juicy inquiries that come out of this discussion that could go on well into the future so hopefully I can have Ryan back at another time and we can continue this conversation but in the meantime I hope you enjoy this podcast with Ryan Schroeder Yeah, this is me, Adam, and I'm here with a wonderful man, Ryan Schroeder. Thanks for having me on, Adam. Uh, Super excited to see what comes out of this and um yeah it's been really cool meeting you and connecting with you and just i feel the the clarity already just from not even this but the the conversations that we've had in the meetings just before and yeah it's, it feels really good so thank you yeah cool brother yeah it's 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 really it's fantastic to be able to have the opportunity just to sit down and and take some time out from from life for me personally um so <coughs> being able to, uh, to to use the time meaningfully and sit and have conversations with, with people who also want to have conversations, it's really, it's fantastic. So I do sincerely appreciate it. So you brought me something in here, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. So before we get, get into it, so Ryan has brought me this gorgeous little bottle which looks full of... <laughs> energy and goodness mm. so it's called isogenics mm. isogenics yeah. okay e plus supplemented food natural balanced energy shot and adaptogens mm. so energy energy now and for hours we can fight fatigue aid performance and recovery no artificial colors <laughs> flavors or sweeteners and only 146 kilojoules <laughs> Fantastic, man. So let's, um, let's, let's, let's have a go at this. Um, so, yeah, excuse us for a second while we open this little packet here. Yeah. This, this is fantastic stuff for podcast listeners to, <laughs> to uh, experience. Do we shake it up? Yeah, shake it up. All right, give it a go. I felt like this would be perfect because this, this really helps with mental clarity. So um, you've had this stuff before? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Every day. Awesome. Every day. You drink it every day? Yeah. Like one a day? Yeah. 
Okay. Sometimes two. All right, let's go. All right, here I go, people. We're down in the isogenics. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> One big shot. Mm. All right. Cool. <sighs> I'm, I'm, what's the ingredients in this, man? Oh, many. Yeah. Is it got a, it's got to have it on the bottle, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. should do. Yeah. Um, I can't see them. But you can taste it. You can taste it. Yeah, it's got like shizandra, um, it's got Siberian ginseng. Yeah, I can, yeah the ginseng. Heaps of different roots, um, uh, licorice root, all these different um, Chinese herbal medicines that they put in there as well. Mm-hmm. And heaps of adaptogens in there. So like, Fantastic. Yeah, the adaptogens um, really give your body and your mind what it needs in that point. And it just... Fantastic. Well, mm. I'm, I'm feeling it already. Mm. It's pretty good. Thank you very much, You're brother. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Mm. So, um, so I've invited you to here today to have a, have a conversation. Mm. Um, the aspiration that I have is to get to know each other a little bit better and discuss whatever ever comes up. Um, let's, I, I think a good way to start is to sort of, because because we are sharing this conversation with some listeners, and mm-hmm. um, hopefully if the recording's all good, <laughs> uh, but let's go back to like how how we met. So, my mm-hmm. recollection of of first knowing you is was through the Cairns Conscious Collective, mm-hmm. is where I first became aware of you mm-hmm. on this planet. Um, but Manny, are you are you related to Wally? Yeah, he's my cousin. He's your cousin, okay. Your brother, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've known Wally for a little while, mm. and it wasn't until I worked out that you had the same surname that I went, ah, oh, I wonder if you guys are related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Cairns Conscious Collective um, was something that jumped out to me because I'm, I'm always seeking to have meaningful interactions with people. You know, I... Um, I'm, I'm a working man, so I'm, I'm working and constantly meeting meeting people. And I think being able to have meaningful conversations is is something that's that's lacking mm-hmm. a little bit. And so I would like to be a proponent of encouraging more meaningful conversations. Hence, why I, I, I want to do this podcast mm-hmm. and, and have more meaningful conversations. And in part, the, the podcasts are an exploration in how do we do that? Mm. What are some of the, the dynamics that we should be aware of? How do we, we have more meaningful conversations? So when I saw that there was this group, Cairns Conscious Collective... Connections. Connections. <laughs> yeah. Cairns Conscious Connections. Yeah. Apologies, apologies. Um, now, that really struck a chord. It really resonated with me because mm. I was, you know, okay, well, yeah, Conscious Connections is, to me, is... is meaningful interactions mm. so yeah it was really um it was really something that i was drawn to and i went along to one down at holloway's beach and <coughs> we got to meet for the first time yeah and uh, there was there was only kaya that i knew that was down there and then i got to meet a handful of other really cool people and uh, I've, I've stayed connected with a few of those people um but that's where we first met mm-hmm. And it was a uh, chilling on the chilling by the beach, just just 
eating and drinking water and just talking about whatever came up. Um, we we got to speak about a couple little things. You shared with me about uh, your your knee mm-hmm. surgery that you'd ha- you'd been through, and mm-hmm. and immediately when you started talking to me about that, I, I I got this feeling like okay, here's a guy who's who's really paying attention to the small nuances of life. You know, you you were telling me the story about your knee in a way that demonstrated that it was a it was a deep experience for you. It was a transformative experience. Mm. And we'd only just mm. met, but you were telling me things about that surgery. Um, and, and from memory, even more so around the, the circumstances surrounding that experience for you. Mm. Um, and that, that really it impressed me. It made it straight away. It was like, cool, man. Like, this is good. Like, this is the kind of conversations that I really appreciate because, you know, we've all been through different different experiences. Some of them are traumatic, and I think cool. it's, um, I think it's it's a credit to to anybody and credit to you in this particular context who can uh, have those experiences, have um, difficult aspects of those experiences and then want to share them with somebody that you've just met I think it's really it's really um, praiseworthy so Thank so you. good on you for sharing and that's kind of what that's what opened me up and made me feel like okay I want to know this dude a bit more let's, cool. yeah, let's hang out let's do some stuff so we've had a couple of other interactions since then and mm-hmm. um, I unfortunately haven't had the capacity to continue going back to the Cairns Conscious Connections mm. group. Um, is it still running now? It is It is still running, um, though I haven't been putting as much energy into it as I was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and essentially it's because I've, I've gone on my, my own, further, furthering my own journey into you know, what it is that I do, what I want to achieve, and I guess finding some more clarity around why I wanted to start that in the first place start the the connections yeah 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 and and now that I've I've gone and I've done the work I've done a few courses and coming back here um I'm realizing the the disconnection more and more and I feel like I need to bring it back together again um okay and yeah so the the disconnection you're referring to is it between people or is it for you personally? Uh, for me personally, yeah. Um, because, you know, for, for this instance, um, you know, having this conversation, it doesn't go that far for me very often, like unless I'm at like a, a course or um, somewhere because, you know, we're always, or I am always caught up in doing the work and then um, it'll either be a catching up with someone at a party and... I guess you know the conversations don't go as deep as as this and okay. what I've found was again like that's why I wanted to do the Cairns Conscious Connection so we can have those conversations and really get deep and just like kind of cut the fluff mm. and just just get in there like what's going on for people um, what are you feeling um, what do you want to learn um, instead of just like Oh, how are you today? Oh, yeah, I did this. And, you know, like really getting in and surface, surface, surface. Yeah, totally. And uh, I feel like that's a, a, well, for me, it's a, it's a big thing that's missing um, 
for a lot of people and especially now I'm noticing um, within men mostly um, because yeah they're just like there's uh, there's not much well, for me personally I don't feel like there's a lot of space um, or spaces for men to come together and talk about stuff like that and talk about emotions and talk about um, what they want to achieve and like getting deep on you know where they're actually at um, and like for me there's there's always been so many women around like especially with the work that I do it's all emotional work mm. and I'm surrounded by 90% of women which is I'm okay with but I'm like where's the brotherhood you know like let's go like I feel there's so many men that are suffering right now like really suffering and like yesterday oh, this week I I was going through my own shit like this whole whole week of, um, I've just been through a, a breakup and it's finally started to sink in but it wasn't just this week yeah just just this week <laughs> yeah right I'm going through the same thing yeah. like... <laughs> um, and you know I was really feeling that but also um, because I um, didn't feel like I had a place to share what I was feeling. I was like, okay, well, how many other men are like this as well? Like now, and, and I went deep into that. I was like, oh, shit, right. And then more and more tears come up and then just like, dad, the brothers and like all this stuff around brotherhood. I'm like, oh, whoa. Like I felt like just the suffering of all the men <laughs> around me and yeah it was it's pretty pretty full on so I guess now you know the Ken's Conscious Connections is there but I'm really really calling in more brothers mm-hmm. at the moment because of those reasons okay so this feeling uh, of men really suffering mm and men struggling is, is something that you've felt m- more strongly in recent times? Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, somewhat from um, my relationship mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I, as well as like breaking my leg and stuff, like I really dropped into the feminine side because like I was in victimhood. I, you know, I had all these excuses around I can't do this because I got this or mm. I got the broken leg or like in like a financial struggle and like the masculine side of myself was really missing mm-hmm. and um, I've just recently um, gone into a, a men's coaching program called King and once we've been going through that I've, I've realised the stuff that I have avoided for a lot of time mm-hmm. and now delving into that and really working on those things it's like well holy shit like this is making a massive effect on me personally but how many other men are going through the same shit and they're not able to I guess even express themselves or like don't even know where to start in that sense so mm, mm. Um, it's like yeah so this whole last couple of weeks has been like holy shit mm. there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done yeah yeah and well, 
It's good to see you, brother. Welcome home, man. <laughs> Welcome home. We've been waiting. <laughs> you know, like to, to share with you personally. Um, well, how old are you, man? 27. Uh, almost 28. So in October, I'll be 28. Okay. So I'm, I'm 40. And this happened for me around a similar age. So to share with you, I've been identifying these struggles that you're speaking of for, for, for many years now. Like, I mean, it just it actually only seems like yesterday, really. You know, I've only just sort of realised this. Um, it's something that is so beautiful to be having conversations about. And I've had, I've had different uh, people in my life who are willing to go there. Um, but it's something that I, I totally agree, Ryan, that for, for a multitude of different reasons, which I'd love to spend the next 60 years talking about, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think that uh, you, you bring up a really important point and I'd like to, I guess, um, you know, put out on the table now that, yeah, this is, this is part of, of why we're coming together and doing this work. Uh, I, I certainly think that it will contribute to dialogue around uh, in, ha- in how men can and really step into their their roles in this universe and and uh, in in a in a sense reclaim. Mm. But I think uh, a better way to to think about it is revivify, revivify. what it really means um, to be a man. Mm. Um, I love that term. You know this term? I've never heard of it before, but I like it. Well, so revivify, um, vivification is, you know, to uh, like, like re- revive. Mm. Like to, yeah, we're reviving. Mm. So, so rather than say, you know, um, like we're, we've, we've stuffed up and we're broken or, you know, we did something wrong or whatever some time ago, however millennia or decades or generations it was when things sort of got set in motion... So we ended up here, where we are as men. Um, I find it more helpful to actually go, well, you know what? Not all is lost. Like, we've actually been doing incredible work. And look at the world that we're in. It's a testament to how incredible things really are. Yeah. And I think um, the, the, the revival process is more about like, well, okay, well, what, what, are, we, um, what are we willing to, to let go of? because it's not serving us anymore and how can we sort of you know, reinvent and start reshaping and redefining what what it is to be a man I think that's for me a bit more inspiring makes me feel a little less um, a little less hopeless mm. in, in the in the grand scheme of things mm. so so that's fantastic man and, and you know it's it's I fully praise you for for stepping into the work because it's yeah it's really it's it's lacking and and I share with you that I've been like on this path for for quite a long time and I'm, and I'm always putting the call out um, but uh, I, I am a bit disappointed to say that the response from men to come and and really mm. sort of yeah do do the work has yep. been it's been disappointing to say the least. Mm. I will share with you though that I have I have certainly felt that probably in the last 
five or six years, I have seen an increase mm. in in yeah. people that are willing, in, in men that are willing um, to, to step into this space. Um, but I also want to bring up something that I feel really important personally, mm-hmm. and that is that I, I, I really feel strongly, it took me a while to, to come to this sort of realisation, but I really feel that what we you know you've referred to a couple of times like this this work um, if and if to to be really clear if we're defining the work as being that that revivification of of masculine mm-hmm. i believe can't be pulled apart from the feminine yes and it's it's very much work that we're all doing mm-hmm. and i think that's something that i uh, i saw a lot of in my earlier years like really sort of looking into this it was like this is the divine masculine. This is the divine feminine. The feminine have to do their own work, and men get your shit together. And... But yeah. but I I've, I've I see it in a different light now, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've really come to appreciate that like we're all in this, man. Mm. We're all in this, totally. and we've all, um, you know, in a sense, you know, got the the capacity to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, the responsibility to be able to be the change that we want to see. So, thank you. The Conscious Connections Club is is not completely gone yet. It's still you yeah. re, you'll revivify it. Revivify yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you've mentioned um, that you've you've started this new work. Um, what was it called? Uh, <clears throat> a spiral practitioner. Well, that wasn't the word you said before. Well, you said you just started a new course that you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So that oh, the king. Sorry, yes, king. The king. Yeah. Okay, king. king. Program, yeah. Um. So, so is this this is the the latest, newest one that you're working on now, or have you done previous courses with different teachers or mentors before you you got to this king course? Um, because because looking, you know, at your, your Facebook profile, like you've you've been doing. A lot of active participation in various different things, mm. and I'd I'd really love to find out more about them, and I'd I'd, I'd love for you to use this as a platform to spread the word, um, and however you or however you want to communicate about it. Mm-hmm. So, I I would invite you to um, share the narrative of it if you know you, you've we've we've sort of um, launched this off where you and I met from the Cairns Conscious Connections group. Um, you know, that was a group about, well, you've sort of already posited the idea that you were, you were putting the call out mm. for people to come together mm-hmm. to have more, more meaningful conversations. Um, so what sort of came out of it? What, what led from there? I think it, like that sequential narrative um, is really important. For whatever reason, we might find out at some stage. But <laughs> let's let's tell it, you know, like a story. Like what what is the next part of the story after creating the the Cairns Conscious Connections Group? What's this work that you that you talk about? Mm. <clears throat> um, right. So yeah, it's it just started mainly to to bring people together and to have the deep conversations and to, you know, um, talk about the stuff that just doesn't get talked about. And S- Sorry to interrupt you, but mm. can, can I clarify? Mm. 
So we, we've already mentioned that you and I came together and we had a discussion about your you, you broke your knee mm. and you shared that with me. Can, can I ask you, did that somehow um, trigger, initiate some this, this work for you? Was that a period of your life that was very instrumental in giving you the nudge that you needed to get on with whatever it is you're doing? Or did it start before that? Uh, yeah, it was definitely that. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, one like to go back on that, um, I guess... For me, um, I've been doing like emotional healing work and Reiki for the last couple of years. And okay. um, when I broke my leg, when was that? When was the when this, was the break? Uh, this was Christmas. Um, so Christmas Eve, I did that in 2017. 2017. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, because I broke my leg, I, I couldn't stand up. I, I couldn't do sessions. I couldn't do a lot of the things that I was required to do to do that work, I guess. Mm. And it really got me to explore other ways of how I could do that and how I could still do the work and not have to be in the same space as someone else. Mm. And that's where I became open to the idea of distance healing. And I've, like, I've heard about this before and it's like, it, it took me that, that point to break my legs. Like, all right, like how... How can I still do this? And I was like, right. Let's just go distance. Let's just, you know, energy isn't confined by space and time, which I learned. So, like, with intention, we send it wherever the fuck we want to. And so I delved into that and started doing um, online healing sessions and getting okay. people on, on, like, Zoom calls and just doing my thing. And Zoom calls? What's that? Zoom. It's like a video conferencing app. Okay. Right, yeah, yeah. And I just get people in front of me, and it'd be like somewhat of a guided meditation. And I'll just be so, so one on one, you mm-hmm. and one other person on your computer screen, mm-hmm. and you're you're guiding them through a process of like like healing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so they would contact you because they had some thing going on in their life. And they wanted some support to move through that energetically. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yep. So, yeah. That, that really... And this was the work you were doing bef- like while you were there with a broken leg. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, really delved into that and really opened my mind to what is actually possible because it's like, it's not only, you know, people that I can work with in my own little vicinity, but all over the world. Right. Tell us tell us a bit more, man. Like what what were you doing? What was that process for you? Can can you share that? Like what what were you doing in those sessions? So yeah, it was you no know, obviously I'll I'll do a, a bit of an extraction. I don't know if I like that word, but just like uh, have a conversation, like where people are at, like you know what's going on for them, mm-hmm. what they want to work on, um, and firstly getting them to send set an intention for what they wanted to achieve, what they wanted to find clarity on, what they wanted to feel better about, you know, and then what I would do then is 
yeah, somewhat of a, a guided meditation or drop them into their body, into their hearts and, and just guide them through like most of the, this is like before I've come into this new work that we'll get into, um, which I was just doing Reiki back, like when I first started this mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, so I'd just guide them through, through their, their chakra system and uh, allow them to um, really open up and allow this healing to come through and releasing any beliefs or blockages that this may not work or anything like that and tell them that, you know, I am, I'm not the healer. We're, we're, none of us are. Like, oh, we are our own healer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just the guide. I, I'm the guide that plugs you in to your own energy source. And... So I'd be doing my symbols and guiding them at the same time, focusing on different um, chakra on their body. What do you mean symbols? What's that? Symbols. So like Reiki symbols. So like there's different symbols that call in different energies, um, some physical healing, some mental, um, emotional, and um, different. the different symbols would act as a, a different... Um, energy to flow to flow through them and I guess essentially these symbols come through me intuitively as as a Reiki master it's like okay this one goes here this one goes here kind of thing it's like I I'm never really in control of whatever happens or what comes through it's just like okay I'll do this one and the Reiki being an intelligent energy, it just does its own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Uh, and, and, and when you, you, you're saying symbols, you're moving your hands, you're doing yeah. a gesture. So the yeah. symbols, they, is, are you... Um, what's the right word? In, in, incantating them through hand movements? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I've never seen this done. So this is... I'm, I'm learning. This is really good. Okay, cool. So... Uh, are you talking about a universal set of Reiki symbols? Yes. Yep. So Reiki is Rei, universal, and Ki being energy, universal energy, mm-hmm. and universal life force energy. And um, yeah, with these different symbols, like you know all about different symbols and stuff and the energy they have behind them, like the Sri Yantra, and you probably went, there you go, you've you got one tattooed on your body. And each of these different, you know, sacred geometry in a sense has their own energy and their own um, potency and what they bring for you. And it's the same thing with Reiki and the different symbols. They each have their own energy that they bring through and um, different things that they work on in each person Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, I guess, comes comes through so did you have to explore this online um you use of this this reiki these skills that you'd learn um was that something that you just you had a go at and just you just found out that it was as effective as being in the same room or is it something that has is it commonly done to do this online it it is yeah um yeah i i I heard about it, but like, I was still, you know, before anyone is like, 
no way, like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I'm totally open. Like, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's got to be another way to do this. And you had a broken leg, man. You yeah. couldn't you <laughs> have a whole heap of options. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, can I ask, when you um, were working with, with clients, were these people that, um, you know, were people in your life that you knew or these these literally like consumers of this service who uh, were attracted to you because you promote yourself online mm-hmm. all right so you have a you have a, a branding yes. of your service that you offer yeah, yeah. so there's that healer um, um, platform like, like, so people they, they they know that they're coming to get this healing okay. so that intention's already established in the yeah. foundation of interacting with you yeah all right beautiful the magic's working yeah <laughs> magic's working yeah okay so you started doing these the, so so essentially is what you would what what you were doing online the same as what you would do if you had somebody in a room on a table yeah, essentially the same practice. Yes, but you're just yes. doing it online. Yeah, totally. Well, like like I said before, like energy isn't confined by mm. space and time, and mm. you know, with the solid, strong intention, we can send it and get it to do whatever we want to do for that particular person. And um, you know, during my in-person Reiki sessions, I wouldn't touch them mm-hmm. anyway. Mm. Mm. So that there's only space. Yeah, and and I found like after I started doing it like the very first session that I did was just as powerful as what I, what would happen in person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was I was blown away by that I was like what the like this this actually works like so I'm, I'm super interested in what was what's your measure when something works and when it doesn't work I guess, the, yeah, the, the results and um, what comes through for people. Um, uh, so you, you're, you ask them for a subjective feedback yes. about how that session was for them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, in, in the beginning, I was, I was doing them for free. I was like, okay, look, um, I, I'm totally open to how I can do this. Like, yeah. if anyone would like to try, we can do some free sessions mm-hmm. and see how it goes. And I just do it as as an exchange for a testimonial and most of them were happy to do that Mm -hmm. and I found that it was it was really making a huge impact on people's lives like so did you change to fee for service FIFA fee so you charged a fee for your service eventually yes yeah Yeah. and the results were the same yeah totally the results were actually better because funny though didn't it yeah (laughs) Because you know, like if they're, if they're not paying for it, in a sense, they're they're not believing in it, and when they're paying for it, it's like, yeah, it's, okay, here's my commitment. I'm I'm ready. I'm open to receiving what it is that you're offering, and and that allowance was super powerful. It's like, okay, it's, it's it's working. It's doing its thing. I believe that it's working, and like in a sense, it's it's all intention. Well, I I know that. All too well, brother. So, as you know, I, I work as a psychologist. So, I'm very interested in, 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 
know, the field, we call this the therapeutic alliance. So without having some sort of, you know, uh, ally, you know, in the, the intention of the therapy that's going on, it's very difficult to actually get anywhere and get it and make any results, really. So in my work, you know, I, I'm in a very interesting space. So I, I currently work for the Queensland Government and I'm working with people where that therapeutic alliance is, is not only not there at the beginning, they're almost totally resistant to it. So to, to fill you in, like, I, you know, I work with a lot of people um, who are on like treatment authorities or, or court orders to engage with mental health services. These are people who, uh, you know, would quite happily you know, continue to, to use methamphetamines and cause havoc around the community um, because that's more comforting to them than you know, doing, doing the real work yeah, and looking yeah. at their, their, their darkness, their shadows. Um, so the, you know, the difference between doing work, healing work with, with somebody who's in that sort of position compared to somebody who has the full intention yes. and commitment <laughs> to step into that space. Wow. Mm. And, and to share with you, you know, this is, um, it's an in, incredibly important part of, of my journey because mm. I've been called into that space. And so you know, for whatever reason, I've been gifted with some skills to be able to actually develop that therapeutic alliance despite them not wanting to. And um, I can't do it with everybody, but I feel so privileged and honoured that um, I have some some kind of skill that allows people to, to actually drop into that therapeutic alliance, but it doesn't happen all the time. Um, to share with you what I believe the real, um, the, the, the major difference is, the well, the, sorry, not the difference, the key ingredient is, is authenticity. That's what I've come to learn, to share with you. So you get many, um, especially psych people that are wearing badges, the psychologists, that quite often they're, applying some sort of therapeutic intervention which is straight out of a textbook you know it's this kind of therapy or that kind of therapy and although with with practice and and experience that can become quite authentic often you know it's the authenticity of the forefathers before them who wrote them in textbooks which then they have to learn that technique and then they're delivering that technique and so I, i think quite often like you know authenticity is not um, present for a lot of people that are working in mental health services. So, um, but sorry to di- divert your story. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will do that from time to time. <laughs> no, that's cool because like it, it's it's important because like what I've noticed recently when I first stepped into this work was uh, I I was intentionally going or wanting to work with the people that wanted to do the work, right? Um, and I, I went a lot out there, like I was, you know, I was talking all woo-woo and mm. all this kind of stuff, but I felt like the real work is in the the integration and that, that middle point where, you know... Would I be so bold as to 
um, challenge those those people that you just mentioned that wanted to do the work that quite often it is that they think they want to do the work yes yeah yeah totally yeah (laughs) and it's it's different isn't it like yeah when you got people that they know that something's not working they really want things to be different they would like to to make a change but Mm. they're really frightened and they're really scared so they can Mm. put out at least i want to change but to really be committed and Mm. and and do the actual work is a different state of being entirely so okay so so you're doing this you're experimenting with this online reiki service um, and then you you trialed it you knew it worked so you started actually charging for it and it became it's a business for you still practicing it now yeah yeah um somewhat um so yeah i've been on a bit of a journey um recently and i've i've found um, something that uh, f- that I feel is a lot more powerful. Ooh, something. <laughs> okay. And I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I found like, you know, with Reiki, it's uh, you know the re- the results will come through for sure, um, but there's never on a more into intellectual level or, or an understanding that comes through over the three days or a week after but I feel like with the work that I'm, I'm doing now it's it's really connecting the, the conscious with the subconscious mm-hmm. and it's like okay well I I feel like I can't do this thing um, okay so what's there like and tuning into the body and using um kinesiology mm-hmm. and finding the underlying emotions around that specific behavior releasing the pattern and allowing them to get the thing done i guess and creating a a new behavior mm-hmm. um and i guess like um, this work is was created by uh, Dame Thomas. If you ever Dame Thomas, okay, um, he's an amazing dude, and he's what he's done is really. <sighs> so let's let's go let's go back to the being. I I, I don't think I know Dame Thomas. Mm. So so is this somebody you know? Did you go out researching, looking for something more? Yeah. Did you feel a core? Did you get a hint? Yeah, totally. Tell well, us. Like, the, yeah, like I was saying, like I. F- felt Reiki it just wasn't wasn't potent enough it wasn't quick enough and it wasn't mm. intentional enough so it's like like I said it's an intelligent energy it, it'll mm. do the thing um, but it's never like okay I want I want this okay how do we do that and this is much more like alright well this is the thing this is why you can't do the thing and releasing it mm-hmm. and do you, do you think that there there was a time when the the fundamental principles of of systems like reiki were enough they were quite instantaneous in in like the the context of comparison i guess um but that it is something to do with the, the the time the the social climate the cultural climate that there is there's something about us as as humans and where we're at which is 
requiring us to go another step further and needing something more potent? Hmm. Yeah, for me personally, definitely. Um, Because I guess... (laughs) Yes, we kind of live in a world of instant gratification, yeah. Mm. And but in the same sense, if you're you're looking for healing and you're looking for change, I want to muck around and wait for it to happen, like, and just want it now. Like, let's let's do the thing, let's do the work. So that that's I think that's a brilliant way of putting it. Do do you believe that? Well, well. This is my observation, I guess, you know, so that um, to put it out right out on the table, you know, I've certainly noticed that with the development of technologies is probably the easiest thing um, to, to, u- to use as a springboard. The development of technologies has perpetuated this desire mm. for instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fact that we can get on a plane and, and travel across the other side of the world instead of, you know, being on a, on a ship for six months, you know, <laughs> battling scurvy or whatever it is Mm. you know these things are a reality like they have transformed being human and therefore with that comes you know this this desire to want to have everything really quickly Mm. um and then you know that's just sort of lent itself to we need healing pretty quickly too Mm, exactly and yeah we're evolving and constantly evolving and and to stick with the old traditional ways of healing and all these different things I feel is somewhat not I don't know not silly but I feel like as we're evolving as humans why can't the the methods of transformation evolve as well and why can't it be almost instant why can't we just go okay this is the thing all right what's that let's go all right let's get it done Okay, this is this is. I find this fascinating, man. This is a really interesting point. Um, so the my brain immediately goes to well, like, does that mean that whatever it is that's happening now that's working is also going to evolve, and there's going to be a need to develop new techniques again? It could well be, you know, it may be, maybe not. Um, who knows? Like, <laughs> it's just the the process that we're kind of going through and constantly evolving like everything is going to evolve like mm. the universe is constantly expanding we're all evolving we're ch- bodies are changing every hundreds thousands of years like mm. <laughs> so uh, I mean and technology is just like what the fuck like it's yeah we don't we don't really know where it's going to go and we don't know the effects that it's going to have on us yeah. and, and, and how it's going to affect being human mm. for, for certain yeah um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think this is this is quite possibly um, a conversation that is is probably mm. better for la- mm. like this particular point of the conversation is something that will probably be better off having later on down the track because I'm really, really, really fascinated about it. Um, I guess to to give you a bit of a, a context, you know, for for me personally, one well, the the most prominent healing modality that that I use in my life is quite an ancient practice Mm -hmm. and um it's it's i guess the most simplest Mm -hmm. (laughs) modality that i've ever found um and it's yeah it's one that i think um i have um i have 
begun to understand that it's one for the ages. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that no, no matter how long totally. things keep changing and they will for infinitely, mm. that um, this, this particular technique that, that, that I use is something that will probably, it'll stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a personal thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I'm more than happy to, to share that with you as we get to know each other for yeah, sure yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, it's no big secret. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Vipassana meditation yeah, yeah. is what I practice. Totally. So, um, don't let me cut you off that. I want to hear more about your story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Like, you know, these ancient traditional methods, that they're still potent as, you know, really, really potent. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's evolving and, um, it's always, it's always changing and, there's there's never one way to skin a cat in a sense and it's not so saying like any any modality or anything is is somewhat better than the other mm. it, it's just a, a different way in some ways that it's it it can be better um and more intentional yeah, and that's yeah. that's how I feel. This this work has been really potent for me because it's just like, okay, we're working on this area. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's clear all the stuff around that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's right. move on to the next one. So so let's let's get back back into that. So what was the guy's name? His name is Dane Thomas. Dane Thomas. So yeah. so you, you you answered yes to you went out and did a bit of research you wanted something more mm. and, and you went out looking for something more and you came across the work or did you come across the person how did it how did it evolve for you um, yeah I was introduced uh, to Dane and his work um, by a friend mm-hmm. and um, yeah he's, he's got a book called uh, Clear Your Shit and he's created mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, first off, I I just I read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to to practice um, and use a use a modality, and in a sense, it's um, it's body consciousness. Um, so we're using kinesiology, um, and you know everything within every cell of our body is connected or a part of everything in the universe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when we can talk to our body with like an intention to find what's going on in a certain area of our body we can find the emotions underlying and release them through um, different meridian points in the body okay so like each each of the emotions of our emotions are stored in our body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in each of our organs and what he's done is combined kinesiology Chinese medicine and NLP mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other different modalities of spiral dynamics as well. Okay, okay, this <laughs> this is getting juicy now. <laughs> so let's um, you know, let's let's think think of our listeners and, and try and actually mm. like, yeah. like crack this open a little bit more because some people might not know what kinesiology is some people might not know what neuro-linguistic programming is spiral spiral dynamics is pretty new for me so do you you mind like sort of exploring them a little bit more let's start with like the first thing that you've sort of brought up is is kinesiology yeah so 
am I correct? You, you did offer a little bit of a, a, a definition, a narrative that it is, it's about the body. Mm-hmm. So it's about being able to be conscious, be aware of of your body and all, and every cell of your body. Is, is that the context in which you're using the, the application? Well, let's go back to it. Just define it for us, like yeah. kinesiology. Um, I guess, yeah, that, uh, that was a good explanation for me, but um, to go deeper, yes, it's it's body consciousness. And mm-hmm. um, so what we do is asking our body questions. And if we're programming our body to give us a yes or a no answer, so um, it can be from using your fingers, muscle testing, have you heard of muscle testing before? Mm, not specifically in this context. No. Yeah, so, well, like the old way that they used to use um, kinesiologists, they'd um, ask a question and if uh, they put their hand on another person's arm yeah, and then um, try and program a yes or a no answer, say, okay, so go, yes, hold strong. So you go, okay, yes, your arm holds strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and a no, your your arm would go weak. Right, yeah, yeah. And so just programming the yes and no answer into your body, mm-hmm. we are connecting the conscious with the subconscious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in in a sense where it's it's a little bit like biofeedback, like we're getting we're getting this this relationship going um, with our, our body, our physical biology, mm-hmm. so that our, our body, our, our physicality, our biology is actually feedbacking to us what's what's mm-hmm. going on yes. in, in our, our body, which is where our consciousness is housed. Yeah. Well, that's another that's another conversation, actually. <laughs> that's probably a bit limiting to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. All right, so, so kinesiology... It's about about the physical body, the, our, our biological being, and the relationship that we have with that with that body itself. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, was there another one you said before NLP? Uh, yeah, Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine. Yep. Yeah. Chinese so, medicine. So, is this where isogenics comes in? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some. You said there were some herbs in, there, yeah. in this um, this little drink that we had yeah. right at the beginning of this this podcast. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So within the Chinese medicine and the meridians, um, like I said before, there's a there's a list of about 150 emotions here, and um, each of the emotions are are stored in different organs of our body. Mm-hmm. And how this work works is so because we have the the connection with the co- the conscious and the subconscious through our body. Um, when we I guess say a statement or we tune into a chakra, for example. Okay, so you'd be like, okay, well, how how clear um, is this specific chakra on a scale of ten? So we go, okay, it's one, two, three, four, five out of ten, and we'll get an unlock on on the one. Okay, so you just you just had your fingers together then, yeah, so, yeah. two two rings, mm. and they were joined together. Yeah. And so this is where the kinesiology comes in into play. Yes. So um, you, you're holding it strong, and Ryan's actually demonstrating like he's 
his his two he's got two rings made out of his thumb and middle finger yeah. on both hands they're joined together yeah. and so he's demonstrating that when the, the question is answered that when it pulls apart and the the rings in a sense um, break yeah. that it's actually it's actually communicating something to us yes. there's something going on at that particular point which is given clearly communicatively by your body yes. by, your, by, your, by your biology mm-hmm. alright yeah okay um, and so yeah like because our, our intention is to tune into that certain a certain part of the body or a statement like um, for example we, we spoke about earlier about your work and I guess um, what came up for you around me or you getting inside of my head and it's like well we, I don't want to feel like I'm intruding mm-hmm. or I don't want to feel like um, we, we got we to give, give a bit of a background for that yeah. <laughs> um, for, for our listeners um, Ryan and I saw each other the other day um, we, were at a, we were at a gig and um, we discussed meeting to do this podcast I'd, I'd pitched it to Ryan several weeks ago and, and then we saw each other at this gig and then we brought it up again to you know, let's manifest like getting together and do this podcast and then Ryan made a comment that I think was that he looked forward to me getting inside his head so sure yeah alright okay so yeah when when you made this comment about me getting inside your head. Um, something came up for me, and I felt like I had to defend myself almost. It's like, whoa, whoa, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get inside anyone's head. Like, I just want to have good conversations. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, there was there was something for that in me. There was something inside my body that it reacted, I guess, to, to your suggestion that I would get inside your head. Mm. So, so you were using this as an example. So now that we've we've cleared that up for our listeners and yeah. they, they know what it is you're talking about, yeah. yeah, you man, use it like as an example, like for, so. Yeah. Um, so we ha- had a bit of a conversation before we started um, this podcast recording. Yeah, recording. Yeah. And um, you shared with me you, you didn't want to be, um, in a sense, getting inside of people's heads, mm. and. Um, and for you that brought up some anxiety and a few other different things like I don't want to do that mm. um, so there's, there was a trigger there mm. there was a trigger there for you and um, what I was trying to get at before um, with some of this work um, we do what's called a quadrant clear mm-hmm. so I was before I was trying to find like one of the keywords um, was being intrusive mm-hmm. um, that's what I, I said yeah, no, yes. I didn't want to be intrusive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then um, I'd rather have conversations where we're just we're meeting halfway, and it's very equal and balanced. It's not about me infiltrating mm. your mind, so to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the thing is, uh, I wanted to find the the other part of it. So, like within the quadrant clear, there's there's two different possibilities. So one would be um, being intrusive. And the other would be, um, I don't know, what what would be a 
an outstanding outcome for a conversation with someone for you? Um, an outstanding outcome would be that it is expansive, that it continues, that there's no, it just doesn't end, like it could carry on into the inf- infinite. Mm-hmm. I guess out of saying one, one session or, or one conversation, what would be your goal? Like, how would you want that person to feel or what would you want to get out of it? Is it um, clarity for that person? Is it, um, I guess... Well, well, I, I, I guess it's, it's, it's probably the, the sense that, that, okay, we might be limited by the time, mm-hmm. the capacity that we have because of time, but to feel that there's much more Right, so so to to leave that conversation with mm. a to be continued. Yeah, yeah. For we sure. will continue this. Yeah, yeah. So this is a you know, it's a um, the conversation is an exploration in itself which doesn't just happen when we're yeah. in each other's presence for ten minutes and we talk about something and it's done, it's over. I like yeah. to feel like okay, we're just cracking something open here and this could carry on for eternity. Okay. Uh, for for example, um, we'll go with clarity. So okay. your intention being clarity coming through for that person. So it would be like um, what we do in a quadrant clear is make it so you're okay and there's no attachments either way of having the thing. So it would be like... You're the, thing, okay. the thing being I'm infiltrating someone's mind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Does that... Uh, brings up anxiety and makes me feel shit. Totally. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's triggers behind that. So it's like, okay, I'm a, I'm okay with being intrusive, mm-hmm. and clarity or the person having clarity come through. Okay. So I I I I'm starting to feel and understand. Uh, I need to uh, uh, rephrase that mm-hmm. so that the clarity is actually me. Okay. So so when um, that anxiety comes up from feeling like I'm being accused of being intrusive, yeah, yeah. Like that actually blocks me. Yes. So I stop being clear. Okay. And yes. that's what happened the other night. Like, you know, we were on the dance floor and we we're having a conversation and then that happened and then it was like, do I do that? Oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit, I don't want to do that. And then that sort of stopped us from continuing okay. having more conversation. Yeah? yeah. And we yeah. kind of broke from there and you went off dancing your direction, <laughs> I went off dancing my direction. So, um, so that, yeah, I, the, the outcome that I would want is that that anxiety moves through me and that I'm clear and then I can okay. start talking with clarity again because okay. I, I feel that my natural state is quite authentic and clear. Like, that's kind of what I hope to try and. Um, do in my interactions with people. Yeah. So is that is that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Am I getting the idea yes. of it? Yeah, totally. So, would you say um, authenticity or clarity is more potent for you? Well, I see. I see these two qualities being um, similar in the sense that when I'm triggered and the anxiety comes up for me then I'm being bound by that anxiety mm-hmm. and therefore I cease being authentic okay. in my okay. outward communication 
which then I'm not providing myself authentic feedback loop verbally yep. okay. and therefore I can't hear myself being clear Beautiful. so they kind of okay. flow into each other so we'll, we'll go with authentic okay um, so do I have permission to, to try something with you sure yes, okay, yes. So you might, might need to put your put this down okay down we'll just um, just kind of so, wedge this in here okay okay Ryan's um He's got a pad here and he's like <laughs> writing stuff down and this, <laughs> so is, this is getting getting serious. Okay. Basically, we're, we're trying to clear up any emotional blocks around um, being intrusive and authentic. Okay. Um, so there's four different um, clears that we do here. Um, one is not being intrusive and being authentic. One is being intrusive and not being authentic. Mm-hmm. The other is not being intrusive and not being authentic. Mm-hmm. And the other is being, being intrusive, intrusive but still and being authentic. authentic. Okay. Right. And so we're we're clearing all um, triggers from each of the possibilities. So it's like there's there's clarity. You know, there's, it's mm-hmm. like okay, I'm I'm okay either way, and mm-hmm. I can do the best thing um, in the best way that I can. Mm-hmm. without any shit mm-hmm. so what we'll do um, so do I have permission to tune in to your energetic field yes <sighs> yes we do okay so we'll try a few different statements and there'll be um, some emotions that'll come up mm-hmm. and I'll guide you through um, the different points that you can rub on your body to release those emotions from that, those statements. Mm-hmm. So the first one, um, so you'll just say, I'm okay with being uh, not being intrusive and being authentic. I'm okay with not being intrusive and being authentic. So you're not okay with that. So where we find the emotion that's under underlying not being okay with that. So like, okay, so you've got your you've got your fingers mm-hmm. in the rings at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And when it unlocks, that means there's emotion. There's an emotion there, um, or you're not okay with not being intrusive and authentic. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. So now we find the emotion and where the all uh, where the emotion is in the body. Mm-hmm. And then we'll release that emotion. Okay. Okay. Where is the emotion around Adam not being intrusive and being authentic? Brief guilt. The first emotion that's come up is guilt. Mm-hmm. So from the lung meridians, which is here, we rub on, um, yep, um, setting the intention to release guilt. Okay. So and rubbing that specific point and then breathing and sighing that emotion out and releasing guilt.
test the statement again. So I'm okay with not being intrusive and being authentic. I'm okay with not being intrusive and being authentic. Cool. So we've got a lock now. So that emotion is gone and you're okay with not being intrusive and being authentic. Okay. I'm okay with not being <laughs> intrusive and being authentic. Cool. So the next one. I'm okay with being intrusive and not being authentic. I'm okay with being intrusive and not being authentic. So you're not okay with that. So we've got to unlock. Yeah, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. Right. Um, so now we'll find the emotion and the element that it's in. So it's a fire, earth, metal, water. So we've got a break in the water element. It's a bladder, kidney. So it's in the kidneys. Um, fear, dread, anxiety. So the the emotion that's come up around being intrusive and not being authentic is anxiety. Okay. How, how does that feel with you? Yeah. Not being intrusive and being authentic. Is being it? intrusive. Being intrusive, but not being authentic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's what came up for me. Like, I don't... Yeah, when you suggested that I be intrusive... Yeah. I was anxious about not being authentic. Yes. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. And and can I just, just say for our listeners, like... Um, so when you, you're hearing Ryan um, going through lists really quickly of different elements, um, and, and he's using the, the ring fingers, and as he goes through the lists, eventually his fingers pull apart, which mm. is how he ends up with the... Um, the emotions that are associated with those elements. Mm. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, spot on. Okay, so now from the kidney meridian, which is just below the collarbones, mm-hmm. setting the intention to release anxiety around being intrusive and not being authentic. And being <sighs> intrusive, not being authentic. releasing any anxiety So while we're doing that, guys, we're like, yeah, we're massaging certain parts of our body, the meridians, and and breathing and sighing it out. Yeah. Okay. So we'll retest that. Um, again, go say, I'm okay with being intrusive and not being authentic. I'm okay with being intrusive and not being authentic. Mm. So you're okay with that now? Feel that? <laughs> is there is there a difference between how, how you felt before we did the clear? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. There's something going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now the next part, we will say you're not okay with both. So 
I'm okay with not being intrusive and not being authentic. I'm okay with not being intrusive and not being authentic. It seems you're okay with that. Okay, so the fingers didn't come apart, yeah. they stayed locked. Yes. So I'm okay with not being intrusive and not being authentic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the next part, I'm okay with being intrusive and being authentic. <laughs> you can see his face just light up just then. It's like, okay. So I'm okay with being intrusive and being authentic. Fingers came apart. The fingers came apart. I'm not okay with that. No, man. I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Okay, that needs to change. Okay, that needs to change. Cool. So where is this underlying emotion around not being, uh, around being intrusive and not, uh, sorry. Where is the emotion around being intrusive and being authentic? It's the fire, earth, metal water, it's in the water element, bladder, pissed off, paralyzed will. Paralyzed will. Okay, paralyzed will. Meaning, it's kind of like overwhelming anxiety's cousin. So it's like, I want to do the thing, but I don't know if I should. Uh, and you don't do anything. Mm. Yeah? Mm? Okay. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Cool. So, paralyzed bull from the bladder. So, now we'll rub on the bladder meridian. Mm-hmm. Setting... Jeez, I kind of wish I went to the toilet before <laughs> um, So, setting intention to release... The emotion of paralyzed will around being intrusive and being authentic. So when I'm doing this, should I, should I think? I mean, it's worked so far, mm. so I must be doing okay. But am I? Should I be focusing on this particular um, dynamic, the intrusiveness and authenticity? Should, um, should I hold that in mind? Is it better? Just yeah, because that we've already set the intention to release it. Yeah, and okay. then just yeah. focus on so releasing just, the emotion. Just yeah, yeah. So. Rubbing on the blood meridian, in, and releasing the emotion of paralyzed will. Zend out there, mate. So we'll now retest the statement. So, okay. <laughs> and we'll just just see if you can notice the difference in your feelings, firstly, and the your voice and how how it comes out. So now going, I'm okay with being intrusive 
and being authentic. I'm okay with being intrusive and being authentic. Mm. I got a lock? You got a lock. I got a lock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, boy. <laughs> okay, I got a lock! <laughs> we got a lock, people! <laughs> okay. So how, okay. Do you, how do you feel about... Um, Almost... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess how I feel about it is um, it feels much more conscious that I have been paralysed in doing this in, in f- for many, many, many years. I mean, when I was younger, I always used to be the pe- person that people would go to talk and I was always really really um, unwilling to to talk with people if it felt like I was being intrusive because I didn't think I could be authentic if I was intruding mm-hmm. so what's coming up for me is that very sen- the very real sense of this has been um, the way for me for a long time mm-hmm. and now I'm doing work where I really probably need to let go of it yeah beautiful very cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So this is this is the work that you're doing now. Yes. All right. So this encapsulates the kinesiology, the Chinese herbal medicine, mm-hmm. um, the NLP. We didn't we didn't really get to touch on that before we got mm-hmm. to speak about it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a very very important um, part of the process mm-hmm. here for sure. Um, if for those who don't know, NLP is neuro linguistic programming. So neuro being you, 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 your brain, um, linguistics being the language behind it. So you know the fact that that Ryan's um, using very precise language is the the, the fundamentals of, of mm. neuro linguistic programming. Um, so spiral dynamics mm. was the other the other aspect of it that, that you brought up. Mm. So this is a bit. I mean, I could probably, um, you know, make make my own assumptions about it. Yeah. <clears throat> tell us more about spiral. Yeah, well, dynamics. I'm I'm still delving into that that realm of spiral dynamics. Um, so, I haven't really got that much of understanding around it. Okay. But I feel like it, it relates a lot with like the spiral for example like this is the the work the spiral and it's mm. this, the spiral of evolution right so so instead of going round and around mm. we're actually we're, we're moving in a cyclic pattern but we're growing at the same time and yes. moving instead of revolving mm-hmm. it's more of an evolutionary concept yes. the spiral yeah. yeah so I guess like if we go back to using chakra framework as well as spiral dynamics like um, within the base chakra and spiral dynamics we have you know primal we have um like security mm-hmm. there's um you know really really basic secure security needs and um i guess um there's more to it in the spiral dynamic sense but it's 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 instinctual it's the instinctual part of us and then um up into the the sacral, like as I said, I need to do more research into the spiral dynamics. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Is, is this, do you think, um, the the foundation of the, the Kundalini kind of philosophy? You know, the Kundalini being an energy that starts at, at your base of being, and it, and it, as far as mm. I've studied it, it spirals up yes. through the body. It's probably, yeah, very similar kind of concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, within the spiral, what, what we do is go through the seven levels of the, the seven chakras mm-hmm. and releasing um, the 22 most common emotions to human experience. And what I mean by releasing is um, using NLP, kinesiology, and different things, we um, use timeline therapy as well to take you back to when you first experience that specific emotion mm-hmm. and the three times that you attached another emotion to that specific emotion and releasing the entire emotional pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and each, each of those emotions are the, the ones that are most prominently blocking a specific chakra or the ones that uh, yeah, as I said, the most common to human experience. So when we can release um, emotions like dogma, shame, love, acceptance, reason, fear, grief, um, all the low vibrational emotions, clearing the patterns and allowing us to you know, find, find clarity, to find peace in ourselves and um, right at the top of the the spiral we have um, emotions like enlightenment and peace and joy mm-hmm. and what we're doing is clearing the emotional attachments around that emotion so that emotion can come through mm-hmm. and we can feel it mm-hmm. and have more access to um, it and, and so when you say that I mean it's just my my way of getting more clarity around it when you say feeling it so you're talking about um, illumination, like any of these feelings that you just described, that it, like they do have sensations mm. that they make your body feel a certain way. Yes. They're rooted in your cellular biology, yes. and when we have blockages around them, in a sense, they're numbed. We can't really feel the sensations that are associated with these particular um, yes. dynamics of being. Mm-hmm. And without them, in in a sense, we're not really fully being human. Right. Yeah? That's how I understand it anyway. Yeah, totally. So this work's very, very important to help people um, re-vivify... Yes, revivify. <laughs> they're, they're being human. Yes. To be able to release those blockages... And, and begin to feel these sensations again, which to any human being, it's important to love. It's important to feel illuminated. These are not, these are not special skills that are um, completely uh, available only to the, um, the highest level guru meditating yes. in the Himalayas. Yes. These are these are accessible and available, and it's a it's a it's a privilege and a right for us all to access them and to feel them, mm. and to experience them, and to to in a sense uh, represent them. 
so that they can come through more people. We can see them yes. in each other and yes. and, and appreciate them. So, so this, this spiral dynamic part is a different aspect of the work? It's a different exercise from what we just did? Or is it through this exercise that, that yeah. you just took me through um, where we're doing that? that spiral work yeah, and yeah. so we, the, the more of, of these that we can tap into and clear out the more the spiral can freely flow yeah, through yeah. your chakra system and flow out into an, the infinite universe yes yeah I guess like spiral dynamics is more of a, of a world view um, way to look at it and mm-hmm. this is just like more personal which I think is really important I think it's really important because it it kind of gives it a um, a context to be able to um, appreciate this this work for not just the individual but for all of humanity yes. and all of the world and and all beings animals nature trees plants stars included mm-hmm. so I think it's really important that it's it has some kind of a bigger context than yeah. just the the individual. Yeah. So that's that's really great, mm-hmm. and and so, I mean, you know, I feel really really honoured that uh, you, you uh, have have given me insight and gifted me uh, with this technique uh, through the course of being invited to come to a podcast. And um, so, but would you, when you're working with with a client, would you normally talk about the spiral dynamic part of it as a as a part of the course of conversation that you're having? Is it something that you would um, discuss as a philosophy at some stage during the work? How would you apply that? Um, yeah, so as I said, like it, it's more of a personal journey and um, as we go through the spiral of our own evolution, that there's, there's different traits that, that come through on each, on each level. Um, so on a personal level, a base would be security, your job, your purpose, and then um, into the sacral, which is creativity, um, your proactiveness, your sexual energy, um, your tribe, so belonging, mm-hmm. um, family, and um, things like that, as well as moving into the solar plexus, which is your power, your own, your own personal power, your individualism, your your pride and your confidence um, and then up into the heart which is all about love and relating um, relationships and things like that um, and then to the throat which is more self, self-expression self mm-hmm. so we're releasing emotions like anxiety, confidence, low self-esteem mm-hmm. and allowing your full being to be expressed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then up into the third eye chakra which is your your vision um, how you perceive the world how you perceive yourself um, and yeah the the connection to infinite mm-hmm. source so 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 like when you're doing the work in a literal sense with with the people that you're doing this work with um, I mean, when you took me into that exercise, um, you, you didn't sort of give me any preamble, you know, pretext. You didn't mm-hmm. say all these sort of things. So um, am I correct in that 
Okay, so for me, the particular one that we brought up because it was relevant, because we had that experience the other night at the gig and then mm-hmm. we talked about it before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, that that particular block was was what was pertinent, it was what was relevant, which you, mm-hmm. you could use as an example to, to show me the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that particular block for me was residing at one of these particular particular shackle points yes. yeah. uh, and, and it's it's not so much that you'll you kind of go through a course of you know well today we're going to be working on the sacral chakra and we're going to be doing some work here is it is it whatever comes I, up no that is that that's how we do it you do it through so yeah. you're starting at the base yes okay and you're working your way up through sequentially yes the chakras right up to the crown yes okay and that's that's an important part of the work for what reason? Um, uh, so, yeah, we're just really getting to the root and, like, it's not just like, oh, what's coming up? Or, like, you know, for, for example, the quadrant clue that we did, that's what came up in that sense. But I guess starting from the bottom, we're getting through every part of it and... I, being the spiral of evolution, we we start from the bottom and we go up. So, so the exercise that we just went through, mm. you're saying that for for me, I went through a process of starting at the base, for like feeling the physical sensations that were associated with that experience that I had, mm. that anxiety, and the work that we did there together actually moved through each of the chakras to be able to be cleared. Uh, yeah, could that's well have. The, that is the yeah. process that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, like, guilt, anxiety, and paralyzed will. Um, so, guilt being... Um, I feel guilty when I intrude. Yeah. So, that's... I used to, anyway. <laughs> so, that being in the base, the base chakra. Okay. Um, anxiety, which is um, in the throat. Mm-hmm. And then paralyzed will, which is in the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so those emotions that have come up uh, have been a pattern or been created for you mm. a long time ago. Yeah. And you're, you're still experiencing them in, in different ways and situations. Yeah. And so when we clear the, the emotional pattern around that emotion, then we can, you know, be authentic. Mm. We can be clear on our message. And- and fully intrude, get right on in there, man. <laughs> Dig in there, yeah. put my fingers in there, <laughs> slosh around, and be totally okay with it. Yes. <laughs> still be 100% authentic as I prod your mind. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. so there's... there's um, I guess there's the, the actual exercise that you took me through... You know that that practical side of the work, but it is uh, saturated in many different philosophies and many different aspects of being able to explain it. I guess is what we've been exploring here in the in the, the preceding discussion mm-hmm. around it. But primarily, that exercise that you took me through that that is encapsulating the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're working with with clients, uh, would you go? You would have a, a explicit session with yes. with people. And you would work on one particular block that comes up for people, and then you would, would you see them again, and then work on something completely different, 
or if they hadn't cleared that the last session, keep working on that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all different types of clearing that we can do. Like the spiral is the seven-week journey. So as I said, we go through uh, one chakra per week um, and clearing the whole um, emotional patterns in mm. each of the chakras. Right, okay. Um, so that's the spiral. And then what we did with you was a quadrant clear. Right, okay. okay. So it's like, um, yeah, just clearing up any emotional anchors around not doing the thing and each different possibility so we can find neutrality in it. So it's like, uh, I'm not okay with being intrusive. Or I'm not okay with being authentic. And now you're okay with both. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, there's um, some of the work that I do as well, like just singular, singular sessions would be um, like a, a basic chakra clear um, as well as like a level of consciousness clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearing any emotions around people not being able to feel the higher emotions. Right, yeah. In that point in time. And, and you would go through a completely separate exercise yep. in that process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be what I'd do to start the session. And then it would be once we're clear in our own consciousness, then we allow what what else is there what else do you want to work on so that it might go into a quadrant clear like some people um i've worked with um uh there's some blockages around um being in love and having freedom Mm -hmm. or um you know doing what they love and getting paid for it Mm -hmm. or different different it's, yeah, it's very versatile and it's um, it's pretty awesome. Mm. It's magic. <laughs> You're doing magic, man. You're doing magic. I um, <clears throat> I also have a, d- a degree in sociology. Cool. <laughs> so I'm I'm very very interested in uh, you know like the individual, the, which is the psychology, and the the social aspects of of how our psyche is tied up together mm-hmm. and then I, I, I actually did a double double degree so I, I have um, a double major in sociology and anthropology so I'm also interested wow. in the culture of it as well mm-hmm. so which is an overarching sort of energy you know that um, transcends generations and generations and more, is more of a, a kind of a, a narrative the, the seed of our of, of who we are mm-hmm. um, the, the more specifically you know the uh, the ideological framework with which our society develops individuals. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm fascinated to to find out, like as you do this work, um, the kind of things that would come up for people, and if there are any themes, you know, things that come up that have to do with perhaps you know what we could improve on as a society, and perhaps how we could actually utilize cultural mechanisms to start ironing some of those out, mm. if that makes sense to you. And, and I mean, I don't know how many sessions you've done, but I'm, I'm sort of more positing this as something that, you know, I'd love to have this conversation with you in, in yeah. a, a year's time or two years' time and ask you, um, you know, without um, breaking confidentiality with your clients, like what, what sort of themes have you seen emerge that could actually be a product of some of the 
deficits or dysfunctions of society yes and how some of those dysfunctions may actually be attributable to our cultural patterns that we just keep playing out again and again okay so um man we've been we've been talking for an hour and a half yeah and uh this has been a fantastic conversation man yeah. um i'm really really grateful for the time um, but I, th I think it's time for us to yeah. to pause uh, at this point, if you're okay with that. Yeah. And I'd love to invite you to come back. Yeah. And um, you know, we I think we got some stuff here that we could really get into, man. Yeah. Um, I think together we can explore um, some amazing aspects of of being. So uh, I'd like to invite you to come back. I would love and, to come back. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. and we'll do it again. Um, but I, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing this tool that you've you found. Um, I think it's um, it's it's a fascinating tool, and I think that whatever we can do to to support our, our, our fellow beings um, to be more clear and to be able to move through this life with with um, more fluidity and 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 love and balance is is amazing. So. I'm so proud of you, brother, as a being, uh, for you know just having the courage and the commitment to to walk a path that helps other people. Uh, I'm truly grateful for for what you're doing, and I, I thank you for your uh, offering that you gave me today. And I really appreciate your time. So, thank you, bro. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before we we pause here? Uh, no, just thank you. Um for having me on Pleasure, and thank man. you for allowing me to share and um yeah for anyone listening um <laughs> keep listening to, to these podcasts it's <laughs> going to be really dive deeper into what it is that are doing we're doing and how we can collaborate and work together to really you know be more authentic and really find those higher states of joy and peace within us and yeah yeah excellent bro yeah all right well thank you guys for listening and this is adam and ryan signing out Yoo.